Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Josh Innes. Josh Innes. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Howdy! 12.05 and welcome in to the Josh Innes Show. I am Josh. Jim Mudd is here as well. Hello. What a shameful display of mediocre defensive football that we saw yesterday. It's so infuriating, though, because we spent all day yesterday, and we were playing all the little songs, right? We were playing little Go Saints all the way. We're getting everybody hyped up listening to the Josh Innes Show. We're saying, guess what? This defense has been bad for so long, but there's eight new starters. There's a new attitude about the New Orleans Saints. They punch people in the face in the preseason. We're all dancing around. Hey, we can't wait for Monday Night Football, and Hank Williams is going to be back, and the Saints are going to win 10, and then they took a big dump on the city, and that's what happened last night. It's the same old damn Saints that we saw last night. Dare I say, dare I say that uh, we saw the... uh, well, I think we saw the New Orleans Taints again last night. NewOrleansTaints.com. That's what we saw. And that's a compliment. That's actually being nice about what we saw. I've spent most of my life rooting for the New Orleans Saints growing up, right? I lived in Baton Rouge from the time I was 10 years old till I was about 23 when I moved to Houston for my job. Let me tell you something. The Saints embarrassed the city last night. And like, it, what, what was so infuriating about it is we've talked about it for three years about how the defense needs to be better. And what did we see last night? The same damn garbage. Now, turn off that music. Jim, I don't want to hear that music. Not today. I think you need to pick me up. We played all that yesterday. We got everybody all hyped up. We were playing stand up and get crunk. We were saying, look out. We're going to be 1-0. How can you lose to Sam Bradford? Then you got New England coming to town, and we're all hyped up, ready to go. But what ended up happening yesterday? Embarrassment again because this defense is an absolute joke. I don't care how close they were to getting the interception in the end zone. Let me tell you the ultimate in embarrassment. And this is what I realized. You know what? The era of Sean Payton is probably not going to result in any more playoff victories. When I realized this was at the end of the first half, and all the announcers talked about it, they said, look at Sean Payton. He's challenging his defense to make something happen, right? Yep. They're ch- Turn that off, too. I don't want to hear that either. They don't deserve any sort of uplifting music today. They're garbage defensively. It's one game. I get that. They're garbage defensively, and it's so infuriating sitting there watching this. It's the same stuff we've seen. But let me tell you this, all right? If you want to get in, 504-260-1280, we'd love to have you in. So what I saw last night, which to me was the ultimate in, guess what? It's done. The Sean Payton era is never going to result in anything significant again. The Saints are not a playoff team. When I recognized that moment was at the end of the first half, and even even though they had given up that long drive in the first half, I felt, hey, the defense pretty decent, right? Yep. Like they, they weren't dreadful. They bend but don't break. You texted me during the game and said, well, there was a lot of bending going on there. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, okay? What really crushed it was when they were calling timeouts to try to get the ball back, which I'm cool with. I like the fact that Sean Payton dared the defense to make a play. 
And then they let Sam freaking Bradford drive 85 yards, 90 yards, multiple times on them. But in that situation, to allow them to go down the field and score before halftime was an embarrassment. And he was spot on with his accuracy. It wasn't just the defense. Sam Bradford had a really good game. Now, the defense wasn't great. Okay, it's easy to have a really good game when no one's touching you and all of your wide receivers are so wide open. There was a moment in there, and it was the touchdown in the – it might have been Diggs, I think, one of Diggs' touchdowns. Yeah, in the end zone. Well, that was embarrassing. Whenever Bradford rolls out right and throws, he's already to the sideline celebrating before the ball even touches his hands because he's so wide open. I'll God. give you that one. That was that one. That one's on the defense. But he was making some throws. Where the guys were on the defense. T- and by the way, the offense wasn't that good either. Did you expect Dr- him to go undefeated? No. But what I expected to see happen, Jim. I'm not saying they should. Like, even if you lose that game, if you at least go out and play with some level of heart, some level of improvement, they showed zero improvement. They never got to the quarterback last night. They rarely got to the quarterback last night. Sam Bradford looked like Joe Montana because nobody touched him. He had all day to throw. And the offensive line stunk last night, correct? I mean, you can't disagree with that. Offensive line stunk. The running game stunk. The whole damn thing stunk. It was a mess. Let's talk talk to people right out of the chute here. Mike is in Bell Chase, and he's on 1280. Mike, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, Hello, Mike. My my problem was with the the running game. I was never in favor of Oh, wait, sorry. There you are, Mike. Sorry, I got you, buddy. What's up? Yeah, oh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, my problem last night was with the running game, and it goes back to the Adrian Peterson pickup. You know, Ingram established himself as one of, himself as one of the best three-down backs in football. They pick up Adrian Peterson, and they not only took touches away from Ingram, Ingram with him, but then they're running Camara between the tackles. Uh, Ingram's a guy who's got to touch the ball 20 times a game, you know, get into a groove. And uh, you know when you got a, when you got three running backs, you got no running backs. Just like if you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. Well, here's where I disagree with that. A lot of teams carry two or three guys, and they might have a change of pace guy. In the case of Adrian Peterson, who's one of the all-time bell cow, 25 carry a game running backs, there's no reason for him to be on this roster. And they can downplay it all they want. Adrian Peterson was ticked on the sidelines last night. I don't know why they wanted him and why he signed here because he's never going to be 20 carry a game guy here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you talk about him being pissed. How would you feel if you're Ingram coming off the year he had last year and now you're splitting duties? It's like, why Why would you do that? I mean, I see having backups. Yeah, certainly you got to have some other guys in a mix, but they've just watered down uh, Ingram's potential with that pickup. Yeah, and, and I, listen, I appreciate the call, man. That game was so frustrating last night. And, and I was talking with my buddy Matt today on my show here in Houston. Yeah, Matt, who does radio in New Orleans as well. And he's a big Saints guy. He's had season tickets his whole life. And we're texting back and forth during the game. And it was the same old Saints. SOS, that's the rallying cry. Same old Saints on defense. And the offense wasn't very good either. You know, Drew, and I love Drew Brees. And you're not going to hear me say anything disparaging about him as a human. He's been an icon here in the city of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And deserves all the credit for everything he's done. But that was typical Drew last night, padding the stats, getting up to close to 300, getting a late garbage touchdown that didn't matter. They stalled multiple times in the red zone. Like the play to Peterson, was there any more predictable play for the Saints than they were going to throw uh, to Adrian Peterson out of the backfield on the one that was incomplete on third down that led to another one of their field goals? It just everything about that game stunk. They're not going to be dreadful. They're not going to lose 11 games. They're going to be what they were last year. We hoped. We were playing the music. You going to play the music again, Jim? Yeah, I like it. 
We were playing the music yesterday. We were having a little parade in here saying, you know what, eight new starters on defense. Like, what are we sitting here counting on when one of our big acquisitions is a guy who's famous for having a fake freaking girlfriend? This is what we are now. We're excited saying, oh, look out, here come the Saints. And yeah, there were some rookies that played, young guys who you would think are going to get better throughout their careers, you hope. Not better enough to take this team from being the slop that we saw last night to anything even remotely serviceable defensively. See, I, if I, look, if I'm my Manti Teo's teammates, I go to him and say, hey, look, those guys over there are making fun of your fake dead girlfriend. Maybe that'll get him riled up. Oh, because his girlfriend's dead? No, because the Saints are dead. You sitting there playing all this up-tempo, upbeat music today, Saints all the way? Listen, what I saw last night, that team doesn't deserve any credit for anything. They look like an absolute mess. And the Peterson signing looks like even more of a mess. It makes no sense. It didn't make sense when it happened. And now there's Adrian Peterson, a guy who's used to 20, 25 carries a game, bell cow carrying a franchise. And what do you get out of him? He's doing nothing. It's one game. You act, you act like it's the entire season. It's one game. It's the first but game the of the Saints season. But the Saints are never going to be a team that gives the guy the ball 20 to 25 times a game. That's not who they are. No. So they're, they're not. So you've already got one guy in Mark Ingram who took that load. Anyway, I just I don't get it. But I you, don't understand what the hell it is we saw last night. But what I know is you got New England coming to town, and they're ticked off and on 10 days rest. Tom Brady ain't losing in the Dome. So just like that, you're going to be 0-2 again. And you're going to have uh, 0-1 at home. Carolina ain't going to be easy on the road. It's amazing the difference a day makes. People should lower the flags to half staff in New Orleans today because the quota, it's not a dynasty, mind you. They've had three straight seven and nine seasons. But the era of good Saints football, the era of every year we think, hey, they might win 10, 11, 12 games, make a run, that era is dead. It's over. What we saw last night was so just dreadful. And the reason it stinks even more today is because we had that hope. We well, thought yes. eight new starters on defense. This rocks. Let's see what we can be. And maybe they turn something around and win some games. But they're going to start out 0-2 because New England ain't going 0-2. You put money on 0-2 for one of those teams, it ain't going to be New England. It ain't going to be Belichick. It ain't going to be Brady. So we're staring down the barrel of 0-2 at that point, and Caroline ain't chopped liver on the road either. Then you got to go to London. I, I'm telling you, man, it's so... It's legitimately frustrating. It's legitimately frustrating. And I really want to talk to Black and Gold Nation Saints fans out there today. 504-260-1280, the who dats out there. It feels like it's over. After one you know you're overreacting. No, no, I'm talking you're about I'm talking about the are. era feels like it's over. Oh, the era, not the season. The, the season they might win. I mean, they're probably seven wins. There's games on that schedule they should be able to score. And I think the offense will eventually be better. I mean, they can't be that bad. And, and that's a salty defense they played last night, too. So there's chances to beat the Bears and chances to beat the Bills and the Rams. These are games you can win. But if you're telling me to pick the Saints in any kind of toss-up game against a team like the Falcons or the Panthers, not with that defense I saw last night and the vibe I'm starting to get, and I hate this because it's been a fun 10 years. There have been highs and lows, obviously. But for the last 10 years, 11 years, this franchise has always felt competitive. They felt like a high-level team. They felt like every year they had a chance. What we witnessed last night felt like the end of the era because this was kind of the last-ditch effort to save the Sean Payton, Drew Brees-led Saints era of being mm -hmm. a team that's a contender and a competitor. When after adding eight new starters, you didn't put up any resistance whatsoever. You never got to the quarterback. There were wide-open spaces all over the field for the wide receivers to make plays everywhere. They made a couple of contested catches, and Bradford had to make some good throws. There were a lot of guys just wide open. 
Ain't not, I mean, I, I mean, Devontae Harris is still looking behind him, trying to figure out what the <laughs> hell went on. Like, as we speak right now, there are people still running by him. Wide receivers wearing purple still running by him. That's where the frustration exists for me. So I'm not trying to be negative for the sake of being negative. I'm not some out-of-towner talking trash on your team. I am black and gold nation. I am purple and gold nation. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and these are my two squads. And what I've watched there, uh, at least we got the LSU. At least we got the Tigers taking on Mississippi State this weekend. Because the Saints are the same old Saints. That defense is no better than they were. And that's frustrating. Because you felt like, it's like this. Basically, adding these eight new starters on defense was marriage counseling, right? Like, marriage counseling is kind of the last-ditch effort. If the counseling doesn't work, done, right? The the relationship's over. Things aren't going to get any better. We're not mending fences. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Mm -hmm. That's what it goes. If it doesn't work after you you go through that, then it's just not going to work. And I think that's kind of where we are right now. I think that's what we've hit. And then you go full, full rebuild. Uh, I, well, if, at some point, you're going to have to move on from Breeze. And once you move on from Breeze and probably Peyton at the end of this year, I don't know that Peyton survives this year if they, they do this again. Four straight seasons of 7-9. and nine. Unless you're Jeff Fisher, nobody goes 7-9 and nine four straight seasons and keeps a job. And Breeze is a free agent at the end of the season. Uh, and, and Breeze is going to cost him way too much money to warrant uh, being a mediocre team again. you got to start uh, from the ground up. Probably new general manager. I, I just Do we have audio from yesterday from Sean Payton's postgame? Yeah. Let's listen to some of Sean Payton's post game and comment on what we hear. Uh, turn some of that up. This is uh, it's a Payton. tough one to start off the season with. Uh, I don't know where to begin. Your defense off, sucks. Obviously, we settled for too many field goals offensively. And the offense sucked. And uh, and all of a sudden got in a you know a catch up mode. And I thought early on defensively we did some good things, and then it was a series. Of and then the Saints the happened. Quarter and. And I felt like when we got into the second half, we were having trouble stopping much of anything. So we got to do a better job coaching. I um, hate that. Oh, guys, a better job coach. Watch this tape. Ugh. It won't be pretty. Credit Minnesota and Mike and his staff did a good job. Ugh. And uh, they were better than us tonight. Any questions? Well, listen, there's good play action on one of the plays. Um, that was the one miscue that I saw. Um, and then made a few big plays. Um, we didn't play well in the back end. What's um, new? We didn't do a good enough job rushing. But I'm sure when we watch the tape, you know, with, with, with each specific play, you know, we'll be able to see the breakdown. But They all suck. Um, you know, the one where the receiver comes wide open is coming off a of play action. So, Well, which one? They're wide open all the time. It looks very crestfallen. No, listen, there were some one-on-one matchup issues outside, but I would tell you when we watch this tape, there's going to be uh, you know, a lot of dirty hands, not just him. And so this is now three years, three-plus years of dirty hands. I guess that's what happens yeah. when your thumb is in your ass instead of playing defense. Yeah. I thought he held up, he held up pretty good. I thought he held up. You know, we kind of went through the scenarios of who we'd want to play and, and – with each injury like we would normally do. Uh, no. I don't know that it altered it that much. I, I think, listen, the play calling begins to be altered when all of a sudden you fall down three Credit scores. to the Saints for having the worst audio in the history of websites. <laughs> the idea that we wanted to, you know, be smart with the field position. We weren't, weren't going to turn it over in this type of environment, but, uh, you know, unfortunately we settled for field goals and then defensively, 
uh, you know, we hit a stretch there where we pretty much had trouble stopping whatever they did. Well, look, they, the call was for holding, and Gene felt like if the ball was out of the quarterback's hands, it would have had to have been interference. Um, to be fair, I thought so that was an interference, too. Um, obviously, I saw Brandon on the ground. Um, it's just one call. Yeah. Yeah, listen, we wanted, we wanted okay. to be smart. You know, okay, when you play pause the that for a world, second. There's, there's you know what's a stupid weeks. question? Hey, did you guys go into the game trying to be balanced today? When do you not go into a game trying to be balanced? You know, we planned on going and throwing it 99% of the time. We want to just run just, just to show we can't. Every <laughs> team goes into a game hoping to be balanced. Do you think they went into the game plan and said, look out? No, the, the, the desire is to be balanced, or at least your own definition of what balanced is. They couldn't run the ball for bleep last night. And I don't understand why Adrian Peterson's on the team. I don't. Play some more of Sean Payton's uh, press game from la uh, press conference last night. Attention to in regards to the pressures and the sacks. We've got to be mindful of the matchups. And we felt like um, that was definitely – we knew there were certain things we weren't going to do in this game. Um, but, we, you know, we just Like stop well. anybody? Did you go into the game knowing that? No. Or score in the red zone? Get into any injuries. Um, next question. I didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was a good environment, good stadium. Um, I didn't think it was too bad. I think we had the one false start in the first half. Um, but nothing that, that stood out. It was significant. Yes. Significant. Is it crushed you? Because they would have probably been settling on a punt there or just try to get out of the half. Well, Instead, you called it, it the timeouts. It's difficult, Mike, when, when you become one-dimensional, you know. And that happened too early in the fourth quarter. It's difficult when there's a prison rape involving your defense. I think that's when Ooh. things get difficult. We weren't in any heated exchange. No. Listen, sure. I'd tell you if we were in a heated exchange, so why don't you ask him? But we were – I think he was into it. We were all into it. There was no uh, – He won't be into it long. This thing's going to This thing's going to blow up. And I'm being honest, so – this thing's going to blow up. Two of them came early. Um, look, those the one drive was 30 yards in fouls. So, then clean that up, brah. Not good enough. Not good enough. No, I mean, we haven't had any first game of the year, so there isn't normally. Yeah, no, listen, we, we're going to pay That's also a stupid to what we question. Each week and Unless you're trying Obviously, to write a story uh, about how he got the first carry because he was at home in Minnesota. And we'll be able to. You know, we didn't run it well enough. We'll see uh, when we watch the tape. Hey, it well, is. Let's hear this and message. I think this, I think this stretch here. Chin up. Uh, from, from this game to the next one. And then, I mean, we're in, we're in a sprint now to improve, and we got to be able to. There's, there's the sprint started three years ago. And yet there's some glaring things that need to be seen. Sure feels like a marathon. So before we just turn the page to New England, we've got to look at some things on tape in this game, and, and so we've got a short period of time to do it. And honestly, it's the way this league is now. You know, you got to you put, put your chin into the wind and get ready to work. So... No, you guys just yeah. fart into the wind, and it keeps yeah, coming right absolutely. back at you. No, I mean, listen, no one 
there's, there's, a, there's a toughness element that this league challenges, challenges you with. And I thought some of the young guys played pretty well tonight. I think when we look at this tape, you're going to see some of the veteran players that, that we got to correct some things with. And we'll see without naming any names. Last question. I like how he no, controls listen, his own question. Like Rocky, last question. Bounds, wasn't a smart foul. The defenseless player happened pretty quick. Um, each one into itself, you know, we'll look at and study. All right, thanks. I'm out. Word to your mother. Visor has spoken. <laughs> the whole thing's a nightmare, isn't it? Even if you lose that game, and you don't want to lose a game like that ever. You know, I mean, you'd rather go beat Sam Bradford. But to make Sam Bradford look like Tom Brady and to really never get a hand on him and to just have the, the entire field attacked by Sam Bradford, that's like, there's no reason. And I've calmed down a little bit after listening to the, to the smooth tones of, of Sean Payton. I've calmed a bit. Mm-hmm. I was angry to start the day. I'm still angry about it. I'm disgusted by what we saw. But as we sit here, and I'd love to get people, and I want to talk to the, to the Houdat Nation today. It's funny, my boss, we were talking before the show, he said, Josh, I think you're going to get at least eight calls today. That's pie in the sky. I said, okay, and I'm also going to grow wings, okay? (laughs) But uh, if you want to get in and you want to talk football, today is such a depressing day from a football standpoint, not just because of that individual loss, but because of what it signifies. To me, what that loss signifies is... That it's the same old, same old. Now, if you don't think it's same old, same old, if you don't think that that game proved that, fine, call up, tell me. I don't think you do, Jim. I don't, no, because I that, that first drive especially, I, I didn't mind the defense so much. They were swarming to the ball. I thought there was a lot of, you know, a good team, like gang tackling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think you can work on some of the other things. I think they've got the fundamentals there. Okay. Like so it reminded me a lot when Lovey Smith came to the, the Rams. The Rams' defense was horrid. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things he did was work on gang tackling and things like that. Everybody swarms to the ball. So once you start doing that, I think things will follow along. I just I don't buy it. From what I saw yesterday, you got a lot to prove to me if I'm going to think of anything other than same old Saints. And it's not going to get easier because New England's going to come in here and New England's going to punch you in the face. And the same can be said for Carolina when you go there, Miami and London. This is not easy. And there's a chance this team could be 0 and 3 again. It's realistic that another season of 0 and 3 happens. And if another season of 0 and 3 happens, that would make what four consecutive seasons of such a start. More than likely a six and ten, seven and nine finish. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. 
A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And what you're looking at is the Saints being basically blown up at that point. There's no way Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis survive another seven and nine season. There's no way. There's no way you can you can you you can uh, allow that. There's no way you can justify it to the fan base. And maybe we've gotten a little bit greedy in New Orleans because of all the years of futility. We finally have good football for a decade and multiple playoff appearances and a Super Bowl win, and it's a different type of Saints. But if three years in a row you don't make the playoffs, and three years in a row it's the same reason why you're not making the playoffs, and then you tell us things are going to be different, and you go out and bring in eight new starters for the defense, and it's the same old stuff, I don't believe in you. I don't believe in the Saints anymore. So we'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1280. 504-260-1280. Here's the question that you can answer. Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, defense. Do you believe in the New Orleans Saints anymore? I don't. Seven one. Uh, let's see here. Wait. 504-260-1280. 504-260-1280. Thank you. Yep. 504-260-1280. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in the Saints anymore? It's a very simple question. Uh, if we take 10 calls on this today, Jim, how many people do you are do you think are going to say they don't believe in the Saints anymore? I'm going to think I, I think it's going to go uh Probably 40% say they do believe in the Saints. You can also get in via Twitter. Uh, we're using Jim's Twitter today, at Jim Mudd. Of course, you can follow me, at Josh Ennis Show. Uh, tweet Jim as well. The level that you believe in the Saints. I think that now after three years and now one game of seeing the exact same stuff over and over, I think the city of New Orleans has lost faith. That's one of the big storylines always. Have faith. you got to believe. Saints football. I think people have finally said, I don't believe anymore. And that sucks, and it's bad for the Saints, but I think this city has really lost the faith. It is the Josh Innes Show on 1280. Stay there. This is the Josh Innes Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. All right. So uh, the, the Saints still stink. They're still the Saints until proven otherwise. It's only one game. But it they, they it feels it just feels like it's a disaster. I mean it feels like the it's the makings of one. Well well sometimes you gotta be out in front of things and predict these things. Okay. And I don't see any situation where things have gotten all that much better. At least we got the uh the Tigers this weekend taking on uh, Mississippi State mm-hmm. Starkville. So at least we got that. We've got that. There are only hope in the state of Louisiana. How are the McNeese Cowboys doing this year? What's McNeese up to? Can we find somebody to latch on to that's a winner? Troy is in Beaumont, and he joins us on 1280. Troy, how are you? I'm doing well, man. It's just one game. That's all it is. It's not the end of the world. I agree with the guy sitting on the side. It's just one game. So, but let me ask you this. Considering the three years prior to this where the defense has been so terrible and the defense looked exactly the same, uh, you don't feel like it's just same old Saints. Didn't you just say that they started off the game looking a lot better? Yeah, they the, played a quarter uh, looking better. At the end of the game, it got worse. 
But if you go back and look at the stats in the preseason this year and the last three years' preseasons and compare them to the seasons and compare this preseason, they were a lot better this preseason. I'm having but the a little preseason, bit of faith, man. I've been the th- through a lot of misery the last three years. I'm a diehard fan. I've been a fan since the beginning of the 80s, and I'm not going to let one game tear this season away from me and ruin my day. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not telling you to not be a fan, but what I am telling you is that the preseason, as we learned yesterday, the way the preseason defense looked doesn't matter because they went out and got crushed. And you say that it was late in the game. No, it was. In, in, I'd say for the first quarter, the defense played well. The other three quarters, they didn't play well. I agree. I agree. But like I said, it's only one game. Like the guy on the side, he said it's one game. But let me give you a bit of advice before, before we hang up, man. And I hope you don't take this the wrong way. But the press conference that you played... Can you pause them before you talk over them? Can I do what? Can you press the pause button before you talk over the guys? Like yesterday, I was listening to you, and you had Coach Ogeron on doing his uh, lunch with lunch with uh, O, and you're talking over him while he's giving the press conference, and you can't hear the coach. Uh, no, <laughs> the, the, no, I'm going to continue to talk over. I mean, I'll talk where I see fit to talk. That's the point. I don't like playing press conferences on the radio unless we're uh, unless we're talking with them. All right, well, thank you for the call. See, he agrees with me. Okay, but here's the thing, Jim. And if you want to get in, 504-260-1280. Now, we can also ask that question. Would you prefer I play all press conferences with no commentary in them whatsoever? (laughs) If that's what you prefer, that's what you prefer. I like to have a conversation with the press conference. Here's a little news flash about press conferences. The majority of the information that comes from the press conference is useless and it's fluff. Uh, But if that's what you'd prefer, that's what you'd prefer. You can find all those press conferences online if that's how you'd like to listen to it. I don't believe that the Saints got any better defensively. And if they're not any better defensively, we said they needed to be two or three points better, right? Yes. The idea that they were somehow greatly improved in yesterday's game for any stretch of time is not real. Did they look better to a degree in the first quarter, yes. But there are three other quarters in the game. And in those three other quarters, and even Sean Payton said when the question was asked about that drive right before half and what it did, that took their nerve. That drive took that team's will, man. Whenever you've got a team that was probably just willing to run the ball, probably run out the clock, and at the time, what was the score? 10-6. to six. They were willing to go into half 10-6. to six. You get a chance to regroup. Sean Payton put out the call and said, can we stop somebody? And the reality is they couldn't stop anybody. And once they couldn't, that was it. And so why should I believe that next week against the Patriots they'll stop somebody? And by the way, the Patriots, even in a losing effort uh, last week where they lost 42-27 to Kansas City, they still scored 27 points. But, you know, so um, They did, know, but their defense is not as good as, uh, as uh, the Vikings. Well, no. So you would think at least being at home, the Saints are going to score a little bit. Yes. Now, let me give you the optimist's viewpoint on this, what I would consider the optimist's viewpoint. I think Troy was somewhat of an optimist mm-hmm. there. It certainly was. One of the other optimist's viewpoints we're getting is that of um, the saying that, hey, if they get that turnover, that changes things. If they fall on a fumble, that changes things. The pick in the end zone changes things. If the Saints now I'll give me this because the Saints offense has has been good historically, I believe that maybe there's a chance that instead of four field goals in the red zone, you maybe cut that in half, get two touchdowns. That's eight more points than you have a ball game. Yep. That's more realistic to me 
than saying, yep, the Saints are going to turn things around defensively. They are who they are defensively. I don't see a situation where that's going to improve. Now, could it improve from the embarrassment last night? I guess. But is it going to be that much better than it was a year ago? Probably not. But the offense should be better than it was last night. That's a good team on the road. Their opener, of course. So they had all the momentum, and they crushed. I'd expect the Saints to come back on Sunday and be better offensively because they're at home. They're going to score points. The question is, can they stop Tom Brady, who's going to be ticked off? Angry Tom Brady, lost in the opener, feisty, angry Tom Brady. That's not a guy I want to face when he's angry. You hear a Belichick. No. So odds are this team's 0-2. And I'm not trying to be the guy that's raining on everything. This isn't a parade to rain on. It's just rain on top of rain. It's a hurricane is what we're dealing with. It's wind and rain. It ain't good. So I'm not the guy raining on anybody's parade. If you saw something to be optimistic about, please enlighten me. 504-260-1280. I'd love to talk with you if that's what you'd like to do. Uh, let's see here. Uh, is Jordan. Jordan, you're on uh, 1280. Go ahead, Jordan. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Yeah, it's the guy that says just one game, I mean, it's been one game the past three years. I mean, you can't keep starting out only one and think it's going to change. I mean, look at the schedule. You have New England. You're not going to win that game. The way you play defense last night, I mean, that's Sam Bradford. You think you're going to play better against Tom Brady? At Carolina after that, the Dolphins in London, so you got a long travel. You got Detroit, Matt Stafford can put points on the board. Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I, I'm all about being a fan because I am a fan. But let me ask you this, Jordan. From what you saw last night, do you believe that's just the same Saints team it's always been? Yeah, it's been the same team since what, two thousand fourteen, thirteen? Yeah, I mean, since after they won that playoff game against the Eagles twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. They have been a dreadful, woeful defense. They start every year the same way. You can put all the new starters you want on defense. It's still the same product that we've seen. Yeah, it's just I don't know who's getting these players, but these misfits shouldn't even really be in the NFL. Yeah, and Jordan, I appreciate you, buddy. Jordan, by the way, is in Enterprise, Alabama. Boy, where the hell is Enterprise, him. Alabama? That's where they rent the cars. Is that where it is? I guess. You think it's it's the namesake of it? Mm -hmm. What do you know about Enterprise, Alabama, Jim? Uh, that it is in Alabama. That's all I know. Let's see here. Let me see if I can find out information on Enterprise, Alabama. Uh, so if you want to get in, 504-260-1280. 504-260-1280. That's how you get involved with the show uh, today. Uh, let's see here. Jim has looked up Enterprise, Alabama. Go to the Wikipedia page. There we go. Enterprise, Alabama. Oh, it's in Coffee County. Oh, old, old Coffee County and mm -hmm. the southwest part of Dale County. All right, what, what is the pot? I haven't looked. Let me try to take a guess on the population of Enterprise, Alabama. Enterprise, Alabama. My guess will be the population is... 3,700. That's my guess. No, 26,562. Really? Also, oh, no, that, wait, is that for the county? Or no, for the whole area? That's Well, let's see. All right. I, I guess it's just for Enterprise, Alabama. Yeah. 26,000? That's a shocker. Okay. Also, do you, right. do you want to know what Enterprise is famous for? 
What enter Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Pri- uh, caskets. No. No, that's actually somewhere. That's in whatchamacallit, Mississippi is what that is. They've got a large monument, which is located in the middle of Main Street. Okay, let me try to guess. It ain't Bear Bryant, right? No. I will scratch that one off the list. All right, Enterprise, Alabama. Enterprise, Alabama. My guess will be, is it something to do with uh, Confederate leaders? No. Is it Forrest Gump? No. It is not Forrest Gump. No. All right, what is it? It's a woman holding a bull weevil. So there's a statue in the middle of Enterprise, Alabama, like on Main Street, of a woman holding a bull weevil. Yes. Why? What does a bull weevil have to do? Wow, she really is holding that bull she weevil. Is. She's holding it like Simba. Uh-huh. It's like the circle of life. <laughs> it's like, this is my bull weevil. So what else is there? Oh, wait. Founding of the Boll Weevil. Go down. There's the history of the Boll Weevil oh, Monument. Okay. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. There was a tornado in 2007. Well, yeah. All right. The founder of Enterprise, John Henry Carmichael, uh, let's see, first settled there in 1881. The infestation of Boll Weevils had found its way into the region's cotton crops. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. So that's the history of the Boll Weevil Monument of Enterprise, Alabama. We should go. How close is that to, say, uh, uh, to, like, Tuscaloosa or something like that? We'll find these things out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's in the uh, eastern part of Alabama. Let's see here. Troy is in Illinois. Troy, what's going on? Hey. Hey, yeah. I uh, drove down uh, to the game up to Minnesota yesterday. We were feeling positive about the game before it, and then no pass for us. Uh, Giving Bradford plenty of time to look like an all-pro. It started to make bad feelings right there. I was like, oh, what's real? Lincoln's that- would went down early just with the heart issue and everything like that. That kind of had me bummed out. And I was like, same old thing, no passers. Can't give all these uh, wide receivers time to get open. And so that just kind of bummed me out. I wondering how you fucked up the pass rush and everything. Yeah, the pass rush was non-existent. Sam Bradford is not great. I know we hear all the time about um, – I'm sorry, that was Tony in Illinois, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and I, I understand. Thank you for the call, Tony. I wanted to know where in Illinois. Well, so you are, because you're from Illinois. Yeah. What if he's from Cahokia? Wouldn't that be something? Boy, what if you went to school with Tony? How Boy, about we could catch up. You guys played ball together in high school. Yeah. Are you are you the Tony from uh, Cahokia High School, class of 86? Is that you, or 90? What year did you graduate? I actually graduated from Jabot High School in 1989. Sorry. Are you the Tony from Jabot High School in Illinois? Uh, no, but they uh, the pass rush was non-existent. I, I know that they love to fawn over Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford's had about seven years in the league of being mediocre, and I know he's had different coordinators, different coaches. Some of it's unfair what he's done. Uh, but he ain't Joe Montana. He ain't Tom Brady. He ain't Manning. But he sure as hell looked like it last night because there was no pass rush, and the secondary was lousy. Ken is in New Orleans. Ken, you're on 1280. What's up? Now speak to the host, please. 
Yes, this is he. This is the man himself? Yes. Um, I think that the five Loomis and get rid of him, they should have gotten rid of him when all the stuff came out around Bounty Gate. You agree with that? No. I don't know. I didn't have an issue with Bounty Gate. I think that Bounty Gate was completely overblown, and I think there are a lot of people, a lot of teams that did a lot of the same stuff. So, uh, no, in that case. No, I, I guess I'll phrase it properly. I didn't want to put the blame. I just didn't like the way they threw Williams under the, under the bus. Oh, I told. Oh, that I agree with completely, uh, and that's why Greg Williams ended up getting another job. That defense sure. was nasty, and that was old school football. And you right. talk to guys that were on that team. I've talked to Malcolm Jenkins before when I worked in Philly, and he right. agreed the whole situation was a joke. I don't see how you can go to the games the last three, four, five years and think everything's hunky, everything's okay. I don't understand that. No, it's awful. It, it sucks too. Like the and the other thing, there are a couple of things that are telltale signs that things aren't going well. One, the home record I believe is under five hundred the last three years, and if you're right. not protecting the dome, that's a waste. Two, whenever you look at three straight years of seven and nine, and then you come back this year and say eight new starters. Once you've added eight new starters to your defense and it's still the same garbage, it's about time to blow it up. And I think this will end up being the last year of Peyton, and it should be the last year of Loomis, and then they just have to restart and probably Breeze. Then you have to restart. I, I mean, yeah, that's it's common sense. I just don't understand how you can be satisfied with that. We keep going, we keep calling, and we keep getting information. It leads you to believe when things are, are, are better. It's like Custer's last stand. Oh, they're not running out of Indians, so it doesn't happen. They're not going to run out of Indians with this thing. This is ridiculous. And the only guy we ever interview is, is Zach Street. I'm so tired of hearing him talk. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the call. Uh, it, it, and... It sucks that this is where the organization is, but I think that if and now they've got to get drastically better over the next month, and if they don't, that's going to be the end and should be the end of Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, and probably Drew Brees because Drew Brees ain't going to stay around with another coach, and he still has some game in him. Maybe he'll go somewhere, uh, you know, and do something else. Uh, but the reality is, this team, this franchise, right now. Is at a big time. I guess you can call it a crossroads, but they've had three years of just dreadful football, and it got no better yesterday. If it's not going to get any better after adding eight new starters to the defense, you have to start looking bigger picture, and that is coach, that is GM, that's an organization, uh, an organizational thing. All right, it is the Josh Innes Show. We're way behind. If you want to get in, let's talk. 504-260-1280. Saints bomb last night. Uh, it, it, are you? Jim is the only person. Jim and the guy in Beaumont are the only two people that have any level of optimism. What say you? It is the Josh Ennis Show on 1280. This is the Josh Ennis Show on Sports 1280. All right, so we... Oh, sorry. We have a developing story. So we were looking for today's uh, Saints Morning Report from Becca. As it turns out, Becca's not there. No, she is not. There's someone else. Hope we didn't get cost to her job. I don't think we did. But, um... Because I really like Becca. Here's the thing about this Becca. It, it, it seems that she's um, kind of disposable, I guess, because they brought in another blonde chick that, that looks similar to her. So let's see who this chick is for the Saints Morning Report on Twitter. Go ahead there, Jimmy. Good morning, Saints fans. I'm Dara from the Saints Nation, and this is your Morning <laughs> Report for Tuesday, September 12th. She's short-circuited. Monday night was a tough loss for the Saints, and this will be a short week of preparations for Sunday's game versus the Patriots and Tom Brady. The game may have ended late Monday night, but our coverage has not stopped. We have the best collection of photos, player interviews, and game highlights all on NewOrleansSaints.com and the team app presented by Verizon. 
senior writer John DeShazer will give you more of his insights into the Wish game. I could have heard today. Becca say that name. Mm -hmm. Have you joined our Saints Insider Program? It's free to all Saints season ticket holders and their share partners, and this week we have a great experience available. Insider members can enter to win two pregame sideline We're going to cut a peephole in the wall to the girls' Patriots. locker room. <laughs> Take it from me. There's nothing like being down on the field with the players. So log on to your enter for your chance to win. I'm Dara, and that was your morning report for Tuesday, September 12th. Now, maybe they, like, rotate the uh, the gals. Maybe they rotate sen uh, sensations in and out. NewOrleansStates.com. I, just, I liked her better than Becca in the sense that she blinked. And she, I thought that was blink, cool. But Becca always had a smile. She did. This chick was kind of bland. We need to look up the sensations and see if maybe, I guess Becca had to have been a sensation as well then. Yes, there, I saw a picture earlier. How does she look? Nice. Let's see. Sensations. Uh, also, really, I, I, talk I'm, amongst yourselves while we look for I'm uh, suspecting that maybe this is like some kind of broadcasting school where they all, you know, <laughs> The Saints are using money to train pretty blonde-haired girls yes. how to be broadcasters. Let's see. Let's see. I need meet, meet the, the team. team. All right. Boy. I think Becca's right there in front. Oh wow! Look at how she spells Becca. Oh. Boy, she spells it like Catholic school. Becca. B e k a h. Where's she from? Oh, she's from Harahan. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Oh, uh, she went to UNO. Interdisciplinary studies. And she's been with the team for a year. What is interdisciplinary studies? She likes to I be think disciplined? She, I think she spanks people. Yes. I think, I'm not an expert, but I think that's what that means. So who was the other girl? D-Van? Devin? <laughs> D-Van. What, what was her name? I don't Dara. remember. Dara. Dara. All right, let's see what Dara is. Dara's been with the team one year. Oh, she's she went to George. Dude, she's smart. Yeah, she's a double major. She went to Georgetown. Her double majors are systems management and also masters of public health. She's got a master's. Wow. And she's from Reno. Yeah. Boy, click on another one. All right. See, see, th this just completely throws things off. I thought they just went to, like, like fat daddies and found chicks. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. She went to LSU. And she has a bachelor's in marketing. Yep. Oh, hello. Great. Let's see who this uh, this gal is. Bailey. Oh, Bailey. What a pretty name Bailey mm -hmm. is. She went to Southern Miss, and she's from Ellisville, Mississippi. So that miss, she's a golden eagle. I love her. I love her major. Dance education. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hope that that takes you places, Bailey. Oh, Cassidy. Okay. Let's see who's who's your favorite so far. Uh, Becca. Me too. There's Cassidy. She oh kinesiology, so she's like a PE teacher. Yep. She's from Destrehan. Went to Louisiana State University like I did for two years before I got kicked out. I like Becca. I like the way she spells. But her there's name. more people on there, not just them. I thought there were more of them. There, there's there more. Click more. Oh, there's more oh, about Cassidy. Oh. Oh wow, her favorite oh, okay, song okay. is Wonderwall. All right, we gotta get to we gotta do this with Becca. Becca's our OG. Okay, let's get let's try to get, hold on. When we come back, let's try to guess Becca. Don't I don't want to see her favorite okay, song. Don't show me. Don't I'm show not. me. Don't look. I want to try to guess her favorite song when we come back and her favorite foods and things. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got that. Uh, we've got uh, Hank Jr. update from Monday Night Football, we do. right? And uh, a we whole, still have Ken on hold. And Ken, we're gonna talk. Oh, we sorry, oh, Ken hell. hung up. If you'd like to call back anyone, you can. 504-260-1280. The Saints defense still stinks, and the world keeps on spinning. It is the Josh Innes Show, Hour 2 on the way. This is Josh Innes. Josh Innes. Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Shut up. Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Okay, shut up. 105. Welcome in. It is the Josh Innes Show. Josh Jim. Jilly is here. She will tell you what the kids are talking about here at the end. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. End of the show. Uh-huh. I'm glad you're there. She likes to save all her words for the end. She is certainly not a wordsmith. No. That is not what she is. Nope. A Just a dreadful, dreadful performance by the Saints defense. It was awful. And uh, unfortunately, I don't see where things get better. You would like to think that maybe there's no way they don't get better. Unfortunately, there is no way they get better. It's just a... Uh, it's a sad situation is what it is. Because we were thinking that maybe this is the time it was going to be different. Maybe this was the time that, hey, the defense would at least be good enough. But as it turns out, the defense is not good enough. We are not the only ones that feel this way. It appears that the majority of people in the city of New Orleans and Saints fans across the country feel eerily similar. And we've taken calls from people outside of one guy who's somewhat optimistic Uh, Everyone else has said this has been now three-plus years. It's the same issues. Things are not getting better. It's a new season. We were talking to somebody today, and uh, this somebody said, Hey, uh, I wanted to pass along to you that uh, it's a blast to read the comments section at NOLA.com on all the various stories. So to see and find out just what people uh, the real diehard fans are thinking you know the types who go to message boards and comment sections see how they're feeling well let's go to the nola.com comment section jim read me some of the best comments but first tell me what the headline of this story is well this is a story from our pal larry holder so our, our close personal friend larry holder yep wasn't this season supposed to be different for the Saints? And uh, that's a very fair question, and it was supposed to be different for the Saints, but mm-hmm. it turns out it's the same stuff. Uh, read me some of the comments from the comments section at NOLA.com on that story. Well, this is from You Heard Me. You heard? Yep, you heard me. Yep. Seriously, why would it be different when you don't address the deficiencies this team has year after year? And on offense, Breeze is getting older. There are the usual injuries plaguing them, and Peyton still baffles me at times with his play calling, yet we expect a different result, LMFAO. Isn't that the uh, the definition of insanity, is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result? They've got different players. Uh, I see. What else we got on the comment section from NOLA.com? Well, this is from Hudat, 70,816. 70,816? 70, 70, <laughs> yes. 
All right. I think that's actually 70816. I think that's the uh, zip code. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. All right. I thought maybe there's like 70,815 people before him. <laughs> I am I am Houdat number seven. <laughs> My grandfather, Houdat 69,217. <laughs> Uh, what does he have to all say? Right. Well, this is all Peyton and Loomis is doing. Trading away exceptional talent over the last four years. Wanting to run more, which is good, but wanting a has-been that never was Ingram and a washed-up star AP to do it. The defense isn't improved, but now we have a no-good offense to go along with our no-good defense, and that means no chance of winning. If I were Drew, I would walk after the season. The team should have been built around him and not Ingram. I wouldn't let Sean and Mickey waste the last couple of years he has left. Well, here's the thing. The Saints historically have let guys go, and the offense, for the most part, hasn't suffered. They still put up a ton of yards and a ton of points. Now, they may struggle in the red zone from year to year, uh, but it's not like the guys they've let go have been sorely missed because they continue to put up numbers without them. The defense is still truly the main issue, although the offense was not very impressive last night either. Uh, Give me another comment from NOLA.com. All right. This is from SD Hudad. All right. SD Hudad. Yep. Peyton's need for attention is counterproductive. It's as if he'd rather hear Gruden gushing about all the personnel groupings than winning the game. Now, to be fair, he doesn't hear the broadcast. But what if he is listening to the broadcast in his headset? Well, then that's the problem. Then what? Yeah. AP needs to stay on the bench until Ingram is hurt. Kamara needs to be used as a third down back. I'm no fan of Ingram, but he does better if he's allowed to get into a rhythm and get 15-plus carries. That's a lot of backs. Well, one of the things that, that confuses me, one of the things that I'm fascinated by, is the signing of Adrian Peterson. It didn't feel like it made sense when they did it. And I'll give you a, a comparison. Not apples to apples, but a comparison where I think the results are going to be more of the, or are going to be similar. When I was working in Philadelphia, they signed um, uh, what DeMarco Murray. And when they signed him, it felt very strange. Out of the blue, the Eagles signed DeMarco Murray. He signs this pretty large contract. Everybody's trying to convince you of why it's a good signing. Always the best, uh, yeah, the best yards per carry out of the shotgun in the league the year before, even though he only carried it like 40 times out of the shotgun. He wasn't a fit. He wasn't, and it turned out to be a disaster. Adrian Peterson's at the end of his career, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, or, or at least on the back nine. He's probably in the final two or three holes of his uh, career. So he still fancies himself someone that should get a lot of carries a game. Well, he shouldn't get a lot of carries a game, at least at this point, so why is he here? I can see why there's a massive issue and a, and a, uh, a distance between the two, and I know they've downplayed it, but I guarantee you this thing gets a whole lot worse before it gets better between the coach and the running back who has had shine his entire career and now is going to come here and just kind of fade. You know what it kind of reminds me of? What's that? Again, not apples to apples. But when Ed Reed signed with the Houston Texans, Yes, but because he, you had a guy that was at the end of his run, his team he had been with the whole time, let him go. Now, he was hurt. Yes, he had an he, undisclosed injury. He and he lied him to him, yes. but they were the idiots that were so hell-bent on getting a has-been defensive back, they didn't even pay attention to see if the guy was actually hurt, and he just stole their money. You know, when we watched the first uh, the first run by Peterson to start the game, I thought, okay, that's not bad. Then the second one came, where he ran to the line and then turned around and tried to back in for a yard or so. I'm like, all right, well, this isn't going to work. What other comments do we have in there on NOLA.com? Well, Houdat7816 replied to SD Houdat about Ingram. Oh, okay, this is a big one. I yeah, like yeah. a good response here. Yeah, Ingram needs to be benched as well. He has never been fi- he has been he has never been able to find a whole. Oh, okay. What, are you struggling with reading there, Jim? <clears throat> do you can we get Becca in here to read this for us? Becca. Becca would do a better job, I think. All right, let me start over. I, I've got to do this justice. All right. 
Ingram needs to be benched as well. He has never been able to find a hole in a donut. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> He'll get yards for that sure. That is a zinger. Yep, just make sure you don't need them for a first down or a touchdown. Not sure what you and Peyton see in him. Now, Dominion MM1 replied to that. Oh, boy. Now, this, this has started a discussion. Yes. And that is healthy. Okay. He says, they see what all of us non-LSU homers see. A back who does everything well and has improved his game with each passing So his, his idea is that because people are LSU fans and they hate Alabama, they just want to dump on Mark Ingram. Yes. I think once you get past the college part of it, you lose that kind of loyalty. Like, if Mark Ingram's good, you're going to say he's good whether he went to Alabama or not. Now, to be fair, though, most Alabama running backs haven't been that great when they came out of college. Uh, no, no, you're right. All right, so now, who dis? Now, oh. Who, dat, who dis? Oh, wow, that's a clever one. All right, he says, thanks, Captain Obvious, for what we all saw, but what can be done? I'll take a crack at it. Oh, right. boy, he, so this is who dis. He's going to give you, or he or she or it, giving you information here. This is yes. good. One, cut AP. He is way past his prime and seems to be a distraction to our offensive flow. Number two, demote Harris. He just doesn't have it. More or promote Mollett from PS. All right. Number three. Yes. Offensive line gets a bit of a pass given the competition, but clearly need to add some backup tackles to the active roster. Number four. We have to ramp up our intensity, creativity, and offense until we are at full health. Not sure why we played so conservative last night. Coaches need an adjustment to their normal tendencies. Well, that guy solved it. Yeah. Why are we even here? I don't know. As you were. (laughs) I was waiting for David to go to break. (laughs) All right. Continue reading the comments section. All right. This is NOLA Legal MVP. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is it? Nola legal MVP. Ooh, so do you think he's a lawyer? I think so. And I think this person's a very uh, very confident lawyer. All right. Number one. You cannot pay. Okay, he's not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this guy's been legal trouble. Okay, yeah. he's a criminal. <laughs> yes. Is actually what he is. <laughs> and felon twenty two twelve was already taken. Yes, you cannot pay one player one hundred million or more and miss on drafts and expect to be competitive. That's actually a very good it point. Is. It just won't happen. You don't have enough money in the cap or to field older, successful players around that person. So you must hit on drafts by getting very good young players while they are cheap. Two. Sean Payton has to be on the hot seat. In 10 years under Sean Payton, the defense has been mostly atrocious. I mean, come on. Well, his point about the, to go back to that guy's, what was this guy's name again? Uh, Nola Legal MVP. Well, Nola Legal MVP. I agree with you, and the Saints have been woeful as it pertains to drafting, and that is where you get your cheap talent if you're going to invest that kind of money in Breeze. So the point is fair. Uh, and that's something that should be criticized. That falls on the GM and the head coach. They have not drafted well. Yeah, and if you look at next year's salary cap, basically all you have coming off the cap is, is Drew Brees. So you don't have yep. a whole lot around there. It's, I think this will be this should be the last year of Drew Brees, unless he just wants to stay here, in which case someone's got to make the difficult decision of saying, you just cost too much damn money, and this team's going nowhere. And it's not a very attractive situation for a new guy I, coming you in. You know what? I hate that we're here, and we're a game into the season, and we're already talking about the offseason of next year. But that's You started what this, it. I know that, but that's what this team does. This team now gets you to the point where you already feel like the season's over after week one. Right, but if you got to replace your GM and your head coach, you're losing Drew Brees, most likely, and you don't have a whole lot of cap room. Who wants that job? Yeah. It's not a, well, you're going to open up some, obviously, if Breeze rolls out, but yes. Yes, $27 million, So you're going you're gonna to have to draft a quarterback. Yeah. 
That's you would think, saying. but that doesn't mean that quarterback's going to play. I mean, there's a lot. But there's a lot of factors that go into that. Obviously. Yep. Uh, what other comments? Or is that guy done? Is Nola legal MVP? Is he done? Yes, he's done. Now again, if you're just joining us, uh, we are reading the comment section from uh, the nola.com stories this is one that larry holder wrote uh what is the headline on this story again jim wasn't this season supposed to be different for the saints all right so uh keep reading comments all right this is from uh shall shall met shall met shall met well i was trying that's my cousin oh okay I'm glad you're tickled by that. It's not your cousin. <laughs> no, Shalmete's not my cousin. All right. You know who's going to bust your balls on that one? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie's going to go, Jim, Shalmete? <laughs> I am sorry. You can say Cahokia, Illinois, but you can't say Shalmet? Well, I wasn't sure. It had two T's and an E. I thought maybe it was Shalmete. I thought it was some kind of French. All right. Uh, Shalmete. <laughs> Saints have been garbage ever since Breeze started eating up the budget cap. Okay. We can have the best Hall of Fame quarterback ever, but if we do not have a defense, it is pointless. Let me tell you something, Shalmete. You bring up a fine point, friend. Mm-hmm. What else you got over there, Jimmy? Well, Dominion MM1 replied to Shalmet. Yes. And says, don't sit here and pretend that Breeze contract has hindered the Saints' ability to sign defensive players in free agency. They went out and signed guys like Bird and Brown. Jerry's Bird, that's awful. To big deals after Breeze signed his monster contract. They also spent gobs of money on, uh, is it Gallette? Junior Gallette, yeah. Yeah, and then dropped him right after he signed his huge extension. Well, he told him. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a thing. You know what? Yeah. Let's try something where you go. And for what it's worth, I, I grew up in Louisiana, obviously. Jim did not grow up in Louisiana. No. If we're being completely, just full disclosure here. We should go to a website that has a list of common Louisiana last names and see if you can pronounce them. All right. All right. I think we've had enough of the NOLA.com comment section. So Google, well, unless you've got one more that you think one is more. Okay. One, one more. more. I, one I haven't more. read the whole thing, but I feel good about it. Right. This is Tiger Fan. Oh, boy. Yeah. The entire Saints organization is a, is a disaster looking for a place to happen, beginning with owner Tom Benson and his brain trust of butt kissers. The team continues to travel the wayward path of a rudderless ship. This is an old guy. Yes. There is no one at the helm as the New Orleans Saints ship just goes where the wind and tide take it. At some point in time, one would think Sean Payton will wake up and realize he does not have the personnel to execute the 2009 Super Bowl year strategy. Times have changed, but much like Les Miles, Peyton is too hard-headed to change anything but his coaching abilities. He has had more defensive coordinators than I can count. He has fired many of his position coaches, and yet the results remain the same. One must now ask, is Sean Payton the problem? At the rate of almost $8 million per year, the answer to the question should be given much thought. Well, yeah, well, Sean's going to be gone after this year more than likely. That was well-written. It was. My guess is Peyton's gone after this year, and Loomis may be gone after this year, too. And then you just restart. You hit restart. Drew has to be gone. You know, it, it feels like there are a couple of things it feels like. You know, like uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, for instance. Not the Eagles, the Phillies. Yep. They had that great roster of guys that won the World Series in 2008. And then they held on to them just a little too long for all of them to just fall off the face of the earth and the organization to go into the toilet, thus having to have a full-on rebuild. They're going to have to... What's the word I'm looking for? Pull off the band-aid at some point and just say, we got to get this thing over with. And they have to restart. Like, this is that game, unless something drastically turns around, which there's no evidence to show that it would, that feels like 
it's over. Now, to be fair, it's it's very difficult to sustain any kind of you know success for any length of period in the NFL. I mean, the league's designed to prevent dynasties. Mm-hmm. So to have ten years success or ten years where you think that you have a shot every year, I mean, kudos to them for that. But they've got to move on. I think at this point. At this point, unless things drastically change, then yes. Yeah. So that was Jim reading the comment sections from NOLA.com and butchering names and uh, one, other... one name. I'm glad I can amuse you on this. You can't go. Just go Google common Louisiana names. All right. Google common. By the way, that says cumin. I'm not reading the screen. Common well, Louisiana oh, names. Oh, that's Russian. <laughs> common Russian names. What? You use the internet much, Jim? Like common Louisiana last names. And by the way, you spelled Louisiana wrong. You know why? Because it autocorrects. All right, Cajun last names. Let's see if you can pronounce. Right, this is from right. nola.com last year. I'm actually looking forward to see, this. I now, think I'll okay, kill this. let me hold hold on a second. Let me see if I can find us some sort of music that may that may fit this a little bit better. Now, if you'd like in 504-260-1280. 504-260-1280. Alright, uh, Jim, let's see what we got here. Uh, All right, so let's go down. Let's take a look at these. All right, there's 20 of these. Now, where is this from? Are the 20 most common Cajun... Hold on, no, go down. I'm reading down here. The 20 most uh, common Cajun last names in Louisiana and how many residents share that last name in our state. You can view the entire top 100 most common last names in Louisiana at forebears.com. All right, uh, go ahead with number one. Well, that one's easy. That's A-Bear. That is A-Bear. E-H-E-B-E-R-T. Yep. And I know the second one from Swamp People. It's Landry. Well, I think that one's pretty easy and probably common outside of the state, but yes. Maybe. And number three is Broussard. Broussard, you're right. B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know this one from Friends. It's LeBlanc. Yep. Yep. And then... Or some would say, like, LeBlanc. Sometimes that C doesn't come out there. Okay. I didn't know how to do the accent. All right. Anyway, go ahead, uh, Gidry. Uh, number six is Fontenot. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you got that one right, too. Yep. All right. Seven's Richard. That's Richard. Is that Richard? That's, I, I've that's never met Richard. anyone. Yeah, outside of Louisiana, it might be Richard, but in Louisiana, that's Richard. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. Richard, yeah. Uh, number eight is Boudreaux. Yep. And then Thibodeau. Yep. And then Bro. Yes, B-R-E-A-U-X. Trahan. That'd be Trahan. Okay. By the way, there are 8,500 people with the last name Trahan in Louisiana. Well, that guy was busy. Yes. Mr. Trahan, has a, is, he's got potent uh, swimmers. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> is this Guillory? Guillory. G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y. All right. And then this one's tough. Bour- bourgeoisie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what is that? That would be bourgeois. Oh, bourgeois. B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S. That makes more sense. Bourgeois. All right. right, well, go with the next one. Bergeron. Hey, you got that one right. Yep. Uh, Bordelon. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's Bordelon. Bo- okay. Bo- you just went fancy. You put some stank on I it. I tried that's to. That's Bordelon. I know this one because he killed his family, Benoit. Yes. Yeah. Not all Benoits. Not all 5,200 no, no, no. of you, but uh, that's Just the Chris Canadian, Benoit. Yeah. Yes. Romero. Yes. Thoreau. That's Terrio. Is it? Yes. Like Ryan Terrio, like the riot. You oh, can't quiet the, the riot. Okay, that makes sense. That is uh, Terrio. All right. All right. Melancon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is it? <laughs> it's spelled Melancon. Just, okay, you don't know what it is. I'm moving on. It's Melanson. It's Melanson. 
Melanson. Yeah, like the guy that pitches for the uh, or used to pitch for the Pirates. Melanson. Uh, That's that, you know what I'm I'm comfortable in saying this. Melanson. That's a dumb name. Melanson. And then Cormier. That's Cormier. That's what I said. Now I can't get enough of this. Can you just click forebears.com and read the whole list? I, and I know the Saints lost yesterday, but I'm trying to add levity to the situation. Oh, boy. I got a bunch. Okay. Hold, now, this is the whole list of the most common yep. names. Where okay. do we stop off? Uh, let's see. Go to the top. What is the most common name? Now, Smith. That, well, at least you know Williams, that one. Williams, Johnson, Jones, Brown, Davis, Jackson, Thomas, Abert. Okay. Miller. Okay. Landry. Let's All see. right. Let's see here. There's a lot of very common names here, yeah. too. Washington, Green, Thompson, Scott, Clark. Go down to the bottom. All the way to the bottom. Let's see here. Ford. Yeah, Ford is one Kelly. of them. Kelly. What about that one right there, number 88? 88? Um, boy, let me think. Let's mm-hmm. see. It, now, let me let you know it's spelled C-O-M-E-A-U-X. C-O-M-E-A-U-X. Well, I know that a lot of times they spell go with G-E-A-U-X. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Camo. No, that's Como. <laughs> Camo. I was close. I mean, I had the, look, I got the hardest part right. Uh, let's see. Scroll up a little bit. There's a lot of common names in here. Hold on. I think on. I should get that one. Uh, let's see. My grandpa used to call this one Nugent. No, I think that's. I think that would be that's Nguyen. Nguyen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, outside of that, I think that. Uh, I think I did pretty good. You know, all things considered. Yeah. All things considered, you might have done decent. All right, now, other things going on in the world today. Monday Night Football happened, and Hank performed. Find the Hank song really oh, quick, Jim. Yep. I forgot about that. Me too. Uh, because then we, well, actually, let's take a break. You find the song. we got to do what the kids are talking about at the end of the show as well. It is the Josh Innes Show on 1280. This is the Josh Innes Show on Sports 1280. New Orleans. All right, welcome in. Monday Night Football last night. The one positive is Hank Williams Jr., uh, was back last night, and we're all jacked up about it. Play that new Monday Night Football intro, Jimmy. glad it's back i'm glad it's back um uh, wouldn't it be funny if we find out that really hank and jason derulo who is black were never actually in the same room together i don't think they were they weren't well they were like right next to each other yes okay then at one point they were like leaning into each other i think that was a stunt double you think it was here's the thing i don't like the song 
Mm-hmm. Now, it's starting to grow on me a little bit. I've heard it like four or five times now. I just don't like the part where they break down and go into Florida, Florida Georgia line and all that. I like the beginning with Hank. Yeah, okay. I, I Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I just wanted, you know, good old-fashioned open with Hank. Okay. Give me the uh, the announcer, Sergio, who was the big story of Monday Night Football as well. Sergio Dip, who uh, butchered the English language. Beth, Coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here, you watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is, having the time of his life this night making his head coaching debut. Yeah, it was dreadful. It was dreadful. It was awful. But uh, So then, of course, this guy Sergio, who I think is from ESPN Deportes, and ESPN was efforting to make a more... um, What's the word I'm looking for? They wanted to have a powerful broadcast, I guess, where they would have a woman doing play-by-play and they would have a moron doing color. That's wrecked. Mm-hmm. And then that guy on the sideline. So now he's he's released a video. We got to do this quick because we got to get to Jilly. But listen to this jamoke referencing been, 9/11 uh, after all this. Now, trying to Overly dramatic. What just happened to a 29-year-old Mexican guy? Your age has nothing to do with anything, by the way. You're 30 years old. It's 9-11, I'm in Denver, Colorado, and this is the NFL. A Monday night football game between the Broncos and the Chargers. The biggest stage possible. <laughs> like people are mocking this guy, so he's got to be dramatic. September 11, 2001, in Calexico, California. Yeah. Born in Mexicali, back in California, Mexico. But growing up in the American environment as a minority. A minority like head coaches Vance Joseph and Anthony Lynn. This is so great. So what I wanted to do was to show some respect. Making my debut as a minority on American national TV. Oh. The biggest stage out there. <laughs> this guy is a on the most heartfelt day in this great country made up by immigrants. And on some people's perspective, it all went wrong. But I truly meant no disrespect. Nobody thinks you meant disrespect. You just sucked. 
All I wanted to do was to show some love to these two historical head coaches. All right, if I got I got to move on. He brings up 9-11 and stuff, too. We should have started uh, this earlier. We should have. Maybe we'll get into it again tomorrow. I know we got to get Jilly in here, and she's got a lot of stuff for us. All right, so Jilly is going to give you what the kids are talking about. Uh, that is next here on the Josh Ennis Show on 1280. Stand by for news. Now, what the kids are talking about. Uh, last night, Monday Night Football, the Vikings beat the Saints 29-19, to and the Broncos held on to beat the Chargers 24-21. Same old Saints. I don't care how many new defensive players you get, that defense blows. And Adrian Peterson just looked miserable, like, why am I here? It, it reminded me of when, uh, what's his name, uh, went to the Eagles uh, from the Cowboys. DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray. It just never seemed to fit. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think the thing's going to work out with Adrian Peterson. Well, because he wants to be the guy, and he's just not. Yeah, it's, it doesn't look good in that situation. This will probably be the last year of Sean. Sean Payton and maybe Mickey Loomis there as well because much like the Texans you can see after one game that that the the offense is the exact same as it used to be it didn't get any better the Saints defense didn't get any better that's Sam Bradford dog that, that ain't Joe Montana that ain't uh, New England who's going to come to the dome this weekend and destroy the Saints that defense that defense is the same and it's that's against I mean they made uh, uh, Sam Bradford look like a stud now, they, if they would have got out on some of those third downs early, the game would look different. But they were giving up big plays on third down. Well, the, the difference in the game, and I'm not going to go into a full-on Saints breakdown, but early in that game when they were calling timeouts at the end of the first half to challenge their defense, well, newsflash, the defense wasn't up to the challenge. They still suck. What else we got? Uh, the Giants-Dodgers game. Well, by the way, we just... also had Hank. Sorry, we had Hank we last night. Hank. Hank was on. Yep. Did you see Hank? I didn't like okay, it. Okay. Well, why? I, I didn't like the I didn't like the way they bastardized the song. I wanted the original. You know, are you ready for some football? You realize they've changed that thing year in year out. Like, I didn't they, they like had Britney it. Britney Spears and Aerosmith in it before. It's not the first time. I understand that. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. Uh, so why are you, why are you mad? Because I didn't like it. Because it's Hank. Whether Hank's there with with a couple of other people or not, it's still Hank. But as someone said on Twitter, they made Hank a liberal. Uh, they did not make Hank a liberal. <laughs> Hank is never going to be a liberal. He's Hank. Well, they cleaned him up a little bit. I didn't like they it. They cleaned him up a little bit. They did. It's like now there's revisionist history when it comes to <laughs> Hank. We forget all the other times there's been 10 different versions of that song. I think you have an issue because a black guy was in it. Boom. Got you. I don't Jilly, see, I don't next see point, color. please. Uh, the, I, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> I nicked you is what I did. That's what you did. I don't see color. Okay. There's a new app out there. We love new apps. That claims to prevent hangovers. I bet that's all. Now, this is so stupid. It's a 23-year-old kid who created it. It's called Hydrate Now. You can download it on the um. So does it just tell you to drink Gatorade? Like, hey, drink Gatorade now. Well, basically, you set up your, um, you know, when you go out, you push a button, launch the app, you put how much water you think you need to, you know, not be hungover, and it will send you really obnoxious pings and push notifications, like either every 20 minutes, every 10 minutes to say, hey, dumbass, drink water. It'll sh- literally say that. He should have teamed up with Taffer is what he should have done. Yes. It'd be like a Taffer tip in your pocket. So like every 30 minutes, you need to drink water or you're going to get sick. All I see <laughs> like just the whole time. is people just getting angry at their phones and then throwing their phones and then it's going to be a whole big thing. Like, stop oh. telling me to drink water. You don't know me. What do you, mom? What do you think, mom? And it would um, just like send you pings like every five, 10 minutes. Hey, drink water. Well, like she shouldn't know to please. drink water. Like, I, I do that all the time. Like, I drink a beer and a water, beer and a water. Now I've been drinking vodka waters because I'm, you know, trying to watch my girl's yeah. So I'm doing that and, uh, you know, a little Pedialyte that the kids like to drink now to, but to hydrate. this stupid kid is going to get rich off of this app. 
because that's just how the world works. I'm tired of stupid kids getting rich off of apps that I could have done myself. Well, to me, like it's one thing if it's some genius app, you know, like Gas Buddy. That's a good app. What's like Gas some, Buddy? Gas Buddy is it shows you all the gas stations around you and where the cheapest gas is and how to get there. Oh. So, I mean, if you're on a road trip or something, that's a good thing to have. No, or like during app. the storm, it was a good thing to yeah. have, right? Like, like in Florida, a lot of people were evacuating. So what did they do? They used Gas Buddy to see where there was actually gas. Now you have to count on people to report it accurately. Like a person goes, "Hey, I, you know, I stopped at the Shell station on Kirby, but and they have gas." Like Waze, like it's all based on people reporting things. And Waze is a brilliant app too. There are a lot of brilliant apps, and then there's this app mm-hmm. where this kid's just like, "Hey, man, just just a little. It's going to remind you every ten minutes drink to drink water. water." And you're right, he will get rich. He will. Like that kid a couple of years ago at the NBA draft that you know that he uh, designed bow ties. And they had him on the broadcast and he was giving bow ties to all the, the draftees. we got to come up with something. I know, but it annoys me. That kid was like a millionaire just by designing bow ties. And they're probably ugly. Well, and, there's only so ma- and there's only so many different types of bow ties one can produce. I mean, outside of Ken Rosenthal and the Nation of Islam, who else uses them? Uh, Ernie Johnson. Oh, okay. Ernie Johnson on Inside the NBA. And you're right, the Nation of Islam does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Why do you think the Nation of Islam decided to like adopt the bow tie? I think because it was something different. It was something different, out. and it makes you look smarter. Oh, like you think like if a guy's got a bow tie and horn rim glasses, he must be a butler. He he, he must be enlightened. Mm-hmm. Butlers actually don't wear bow ties. They wear more of like a um, bow ties. Like they wear just a normal tie usually. Have you ever really seen a butler? On television, I've on seen, television, the, I've seen right. like Mr. Belvedere. I've never I don't seen think a, Mr. Belvedere wears a bow tie, does he? No, he doesn't. He wears a tie tie. You wear like more of a thicker tie. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or like a like a, a cravat. No, you don't wear a cravat. That'd be that's more like Austin Powers. Uh no, so I don't think you do that. Or like a uh, a, a like a kerchief. Okay. Or, or an ascot. A, an ascot. You're like Fred from uh-huh. Scooby Doo. You're rocket. Or like uh, Charles Woodson on uh, the uh, on ESPN. Yes. He stopped wearing an ascot. Now I'll tell you this: Charles Woodson looks smooth. That dude looks smooth AF. I yeah. tell you. I wish so, I did. So what we need to decide now is uh, is an app to create. And once we create an app, I mean it's it's we're golden from there. But you know it's not even fair. It doesn't matter what a black guy wears. He always looks smooth. That's true. So it doesn't matter. No. Nope. That's why you can adopt like the nerdy white guy look of the early 90s and you can pull it off. I mean, we go out we go outside right now on the corner and you can take the homeless black guy and he looks much better than I do. That's true. You know, it's it's like Russell Westbrook. He wears the dumbest stuff ever, but yeah. he's smooth. Yep. Are you excited that uh, Ric Flair is tweeting more pictures of himself and stuff? Have you seen that? I have, even though he doesn't look the best. Oh, I, I, he looks bad. He does, but I'm happy that he's alive because I thought he was going to die. And he said he's going to be styling and profiling very soon, so. Yeah, so we well, can't news. wait. When was that 30 for 30 comes out this month, I thought, right? I thought it was the 15th. I think it was, yeah, it's later. It's, no, it's, I thought it was like October. It, no, I think it's September. I think it is, I yeah. thought it was, but I've, I've been seeing a new promo for some other 30 for 30. I'm going to look it up again. Maybe they've yanked the 30 for 30 uh, and moved it back maybe because they want to add something that just recently happened. Oh, maybe know. so, because I did see yesterday that he was filming something. It premieres November 7th, see? See, I think, that, I think it was scheduled for way no, early. I thought so, too. Been, this article is from July, and it says confirmed air date November 7th. Yeah, 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 but prior to that, it was September. It wasn't. You guys are stupid. <laughs> what else you got? Australians are actually being urged to eat more kangaroos. Oh. Don't, yeah, problem. don't screw with kangaroos. Yeah, you go try to eat that kangaroo and see what the other kangaroo do. Well, there's a big problem in Australia. Because there's now 46 million kangaroos, and that's actually almost double the human population. Hmm. 
Yeah. Think so, but, about but, but like, what, the country like, is overrun, or the continent is overrun with kangaroos. Talk about stereotypes just coming to life, yes. right? Like the whole country we're overrun by kangaroos. <laughs> like you would think, like that's something that would happen in some wacky movie starring like Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser is in kangaroo hijinks or something like that, and then there's like 46 million kangaroos just hopping and bopping around, and they have to figure out how to take them out. It's like Planet of the Kangaroos. Well, of course, there's a big controversy about it because some people are saying, "Oh, you can't just kill." the kangaroos even though people do hunt them there and some people do and eat pe- them. do people eat the meat lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It. Yeah, but the big thing is that they'll kill them for the skin and stuff, but then they don't eat the meat. So people are saying stop wasting it because then that decomposes and it's bad for the environment. And then kangaroos also, you know, damage fences and trample crops and com- heat with domestic livestock for food and water and of course and then they kill them they are known to get violent towards humans yeah yes they yeah. have kangaroos are freaky they've got giant like claw things they like they jump into plate glass windows kangaroos will eat you and they pretend to be mouses to mess with sylvester they, they, they do all of that stuff like, all and they are violent just like a cartoon you're right like Everyone go eat the kangaroos. It's your job as an Australian. You've got to help control the but kangaroo the, population. Like Bob, Bob Barker's yes. got to go to uh, <laughs> help control the kangaroo population. Shoot them in the head. I'd like to try some kangaroo. Have you ever had kangaroo? No. I think Do, they have it at that one place. The uh, the Heights. Wild Game Grill. Yeah. You ever yeah. seen the Sammy's no. Wild Game Grill off of, um, well, it's off of 10, but it's over uh, like, like off of Wall. Yeah. And I don't know, do they have kangaroo there? I think they Can do. somebody bring us kangaroo to sample? The problem is, I feel like if we eat kangaroo, the other kangaroos will know we did it. <laughs> They're going to come all the way Guess from Australia. What? See, that's the issue. If we eat kangaroo, like it'll get back to them. And like Let the, it. He- the head kangaroo in charge is going to like put a hit out for us. They'll know. Now, would you go after some guy that you found out ate human? No. no you but, would steer clear. But kangaroos are different. Are they? I think they have a different mindset. I think Sammy's does have kangaroo. Okay. Well, Sammy. You can get well, a kangaroo dog. Wow. Okay, that just sounds like some weird hybrid. <laughs> no. Um, you know what? Kangaroos are frightening. I and know. And it's frightening to think that there are 46 million of them in Australia. How do they count that? Um, they, that's got to be a guess. The census. The uh, yes, census. Yeah, the Winnie the Pooh census. does the census. But it's up and, from like 26 million just like 10 years ago. So these kangaroos are rapidly reproducing. There ain't nothing wrong with a little hop and grind, mm-hmm. I tell you. They, uh, <laughs> they're getting down in, in, uh, in picturing, Australia. <laughs> picturing two kangaroos humping is funny. It's hilarious. How do ca- <laughs> Hey, can somebody let us know how kangaroos have sex? Like, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. I need your help now, everybody. How do kangaroos make love? What am I going to get if I Google that? Uh, you're going to get a uh, suspended, probably. No. Um, <laughs> How do to, kangaroos mate? I guess that's the more. Or like, I'm sure there's video at YouTube. There's oh, videos I'm of sure. everything, All or, right, or you know, RedTube. Wouldn't that be something? But <laughs> yes. What if there was? Maybe I found our. <laughs> maybe I found our answer to our app that we want to create. Kangaroos what? have three vaginas. Boy, thrice the fun. Uh, there they are. Oh, okay. It looks just like when Marty tries to mount Doc. Okay, hold there on. Let me go. see. Hold on. There they go. Oh, 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 his hand's all up. Oh, boy. Boy, that kangaroo took her. 
That kangaroo is inside of me, and it wants to take me again. He's inside me, and he wants to take me again. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, no. And the lady kangaroo is just like, like, like looking at her watch. Like, all right, what are we going to do here? Let's go. I got hopping to do. Oh. He stopped for stamina. That's that's a classic move. <laughs> that is classic kangaroo. That is so king. I can't stop. Oh, oh, she's getting it. <laughs> he's, he's repositioning. Oh, uh, oh, God. I can't. Like, uh, what noise? Can you now find me? The, now I got to know. Was there sound on the video? It's just of the crowd. Oh, boy. Like, holy cow. He's getting it. And she's kind of trying to slither away. She's like, really? Like, <laughs> Dynasty is on. Oh, no. I played for Baylor. Boy, look at him. I mean, he is like, he ain't letting her go. She's trying to crawl away. <laughs> oh, no. Do you have kangaroo mating sounds? <laughs> Whoa. Look at this guy. I mean, like, she's literally trying. Like, I feel bad for this lady kangaroo. Whoa. I, oh, now he's, I think he's done. Hold on. Oh, no, he's still going. Yeah. Oh, now there's, there's another kangaroo coming in. What? what? What is this kangaroo doing? What is this kangaroo doing? This got really, really Whoa. freaky really fast. Whoa. Hold on. Th now this kangaroo's sniffing around. And this guy's looking at her like, bitch, back up. Whoa. He's looking at her in the face. You see that, Jim? Yes. He's oh, they're going to fight. Oh, boy. And the other one, like, looks dead. She's like, you're, you're still here. <laughs> oh, now, now the other kangaroo's hopping away. Hold on. Hold on. Now that, oh boy. Now they're looking at each other in the eye. <laughs> Is that a man kangaroo or a lady kangaroo? Oh, he pumped one more time just for good. And then it's over. He hissed. We're he did? I don't hear any audio. I'd like to hear what the noises they make. I like how then it goes to the next video. <laughs> Goat sex. Oh, boy. And I also like that there was an ad before Ooh. the goat sex. Boy, he is hissing. Mm-hmm. He's like, get away. Chill out, Nasty Nate. She's mine. <laughs> nasty Nate. Hey, Bill, this is, uh, this is Art Bryles. Listen, I know you guys are struggling, but I have an idea that can help you out. There's a kangaroo at the San Diego Zoo. And he's the kind of aggressive that we liked at Baylor, if you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, old boy. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Okay, the next one on YouTube, I don't know, is it Tapers? That's that. Okay, you got to watch this video. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? What is it? It was the next one in the line. Oh, I don't See, know. See, mine went to goats doing it. Oh, not mine. Hmm. All right. It's like a magic trick. All right. What else you got? I think you may be the only one who still cares about this case, but I'll bring it up anyway. There's a new D.B. Cooper theory. I am not the only person that still cares about D.B. Cooper. A lot of people still care about D.B. Cooper. It has sparked our imaginations. Well, then you'll be happy to know that if this guy's correct, D.B. Cooper may have just died only a few months ago. But here's what bothers me about this. Nobody knows a damn thing. So I could come out today and said, oh, I'm fairly certain I just saw D.B. Uh, Cooper at Walmart and it could become a story, you know? Or you can tell everyone that your grandpa that just died told you on his deathbed that he was really D.B. Cooper. Who's going to dispute that? You should put that out there and see if you can get some press with it. Why not? I should. Uh, anyway, so Bill Rollins is this guy's name. He claims that Joseph Lackick is the actual D.B. Cooper. And he believes that Lackick was angry at the FBI for 
botching negotiations for his daughter, Susan's release. Susan ended up being killed because the FBI couldn't do the negotiations to get her released. I see. So he wanted to set out to embarrass the FBI, and he put together this theory that that's what the plan was after listening to the testimony from one of the flight attendants Yes. about how um, D.B. Cooper didn't have a grudge. He just had multiple grudges towards one thing, and it wasn't necessarily the airline. So the grudge would be towards the FBI because they didn't you know, free his daughter. So he did this whole thing to embarrass the FBI. And then he died uh, just a few months ago. He was a World War II vet. That's stupid. Well, I don't know. If there's anybody that could pull off that kind of heist, it'd be a World War II vet. Well, I mean, you'd have to... You would have to be someone who's experienced in like paratrooping. Yes, yeah. you'd have to be someone that would would do that and note writing because they claim he had, he had a parachute, right? Yeah. How like the thing that's fascinating is they've never found this guy. I know. Well, that's what's so he fascinating. Just died a couple months ago, if you believe this guy. Well, and there was no body. Like that's what I meant. Obviously, the story is that they've never found him. I'm fascinated by the fact that there was never a body. I think they found a couple of the bills, right? Over over the course of time, I think they found some of the money in certain spots or money they believe it Where was. Where he wanted them to find it. Yeah, look at you. Maybe he was special were, forces. See, does anybody ever thrown out the idea that there are multiple DB Coopers? Really? Like maybe like there's one guy that made the jump, then there's mm-hmm. another guy that was down there and like maybe it was a whole team effort. I don't think anyone ever jumped. I think DB Cooper got off that plane with everyone else. How? What do you mean, how? Who jumped uh, off the plane? I don't know. Maybe they threw somebody off. Maybe, maybe it was they, a mannequin. Maybe. Who knows? But I think the flight attendant was in on it, and I think uh, they manufactured the whole thing. It was a perfect crime. Now they're looking on the ground when the guy just walks off with everybody else. Hmm. It's like quick change. It kind of was like quick change in that way. Mm-hmm. That's a solid. You know what? That's a, that's as decent a theory as any. Thank you. Because we're never going to solve it. I told you I watched that like four hour DB Cooper miniseries special on uh, A and E or whatever it oh, was. You History thought Jack. you were going to get answers. Too. And at the you very really end did. of it, all it was was some dude, the guy that narrated behind the music, running uh, after some dude at like a junkyard. Like, hey, are you DB Cooper? And the guy says nothing. Then it's over. Oh, that's how it ends. That's how the, all these shows end. Like, oh, are we going to find Bigfoot? Then you find out. Guess what? Newsflash. Little spoiler alert. They don't find Bigfoot. No. In none of these things. You dedicate all this time to watching it. You never get an answer. And that's that's the absurdity of it all. And before you know it, you miss work. Yep. And then, then, then it's on your mind. Mm-hmm. Where does D.B. Cooper rank on the Mount Rushmore of urban legends? Oh, okay. We're going Mount Rushmore. That's not really an urban legend. It's a uh, conspiracy theory. Unsolved crime, I Yes. Guess, that, yeah. If we were watching Unsolved Mysteries, like the, the graphic would pop up and go, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, and it would say unsolved crimes, basically. Yep. Well, you got the Zodiac Killer. They never caught him, right? No. So those two are on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and those are like more realistic crimes, unlike, you know, like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. Well, yeah, you said crime. Well, 9-11, there's a ton of conspiracy theories, obviously. I understand that, but those well, are kooks. Okay, but they're all over TV yesterday. You see the, the big conspiracies? Some guy, I was at a, a wedding shower or whatever when we were in Chicago, and I made the mistake of answering this question, which was, hey, what are your thoughts on conspiracy theories to this guy? He asked me this question. I say, oh, I'm really into him. I didn't realize that he was really, really wacky. Like, And he would not entertain any idea that wasn't his own. And I had to hear about how actors were in on Sandy Hook. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't care. Like, how do you tell someone I don't care and they still keep going? The moon landing was on a soundstage. That was one of his. Oh, all of these things. Uh, he didn't have any thoughts on D.B. Cooper, but 9-11, he was loaded with thoughts on 9-11. Yeah. Is it really a conspiracy theory if all, so many people are out there, you know, saying, hey, I think this is what happened to the point where they're putting it on television? Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, conspiracy theories are supposed to be, you know, talked about in the shadows. Not anymore. It's mainstream. I know. It's All like right. when you two, you know, got big. Yeah. All right. You got anything else, Jilly? That's it. That is absolutely it. This is the Josh Ennis Show. Josh Ennis. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.